Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. This is our IRL edition. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job? Well, maybe I should quit my day job. And then uh, do me a favor. Uh, like I tell you each and every single episode, uh, there's a thing called algorithms. I have no clue what they are. They sound like they're rhythmic, something you could do a Calypso dance to. But no, re realistically, what there is is math, and I, I'm really bad at it. Uh, but if you don't hit that follow, like, subscribe button, that means other people won't know about this show. And that's a really darn shame because this is a pretty darn good show. And this is a really fun episode tonight. So hit that follow, like, subscribe button, and then tell your friends and family about the show. Because if you like it, you know, I know, we both know, we all know they're going to enjoy it as much as I do. now, Or you do as well, shall I say. <laughs> now, uh, I want to thank everyone who's joined us around the world because uh, this is a global sensation uh, on uh, Spotify, Google and Apple podcast, but we're starting to build on YouTube, on Twitch, and now on Twitter. So thank you for joining the Spirit Squadron. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for let me just introduce the one, the only, the individual who I call the ravishing one. She's the young lady who makes most of the graphics and does all the behind the scene work to make the show possible. Let's welcome in the ravishing one, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? Thank you. I'm doing quite well. Hey. Now, before you started the show, before we bring in our special guest, you sat there and said, hey, you know what? I got some news. Something ha happened. What? Pray tell, because I have no clue what's going on. What is going on? Share with me and the listening and viewing audience what's going on. We have launched our online merch store. What? We have a merch online merch store? Are you crazy? Oh, my God. What is this? Wow. This is beyond the uh, Look. Look at this face of surprise. Listen, can we get your MTG ectoplasm merch at mtgectoplasm.com. Hey, and you got men and women sizes? Men and women. Wow. And what I love here, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, you got the regular MTG ectoplasm show. You got the IRL, which this is the IRL edition. And look what's there. Gameplay. That's right, because I'm playing live now on mtgo and hopefully you get to see me you know kicking people's names and taking their ass or taking ass and kicking names i, I forget how it works but i'm doing something of the sort and uh hopefully you'll enjoy the gameplay and you know you'll learn and i'll learn how we play spirits together so ravishing what made you come up with this well we've been talking about the merch store for a while so we decided that and have a lot of requests for some of our merch. So we decided to go ahead and go with it. I know we've had some requests from a young man from Germany, one from Brazil, other ones from Greece, uh, Italy, and Japan. So I want to thank all those viewers and listeners around the world who want, who said, hey, I want an MTG ectoplasm shirt. And you know what? Big events are coming around right now. Uh, if you're unaware, in the Philadelphia area, they're having a commander con. Uh, that's coming up sometime in June. I know my friend's going to talk about it coming up, but why not show your 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 team spirit? That I'm dumb. Hold on. Oh, that's that's a real bad dad joke. So uh, why don't you show your team spirit and join us, MTG Ectoplasm? And uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know if you see there, but there's a coffee mug that looks just like this one. And, and you know what? I think the beverage tastes a little extra more delicious. Hmm. Yes, it does. So thank you, Ravishing, for sharing that with us. You know, thank you for doing the hard work, the legwork. I don't know what other work you do, but thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now that the pleasantries are over and said and done with, it is now time to bring in a young man who uh, has been on the show multiple times. He's not an old Dan. He's a new Dan. That's right. He's, you know, he's the one you can find at Fires in Atlantis on uh, Instagram. The one, the only, Dan. Welcome to the show, Dan. How you feeling, my friend? I'm good, man. How you doing? No, look at you sleeping. You know, you know, I was shuffling a deck there. I see. Oh yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, gotta keep my hands busy. You know how it goes. Mm, okay, as long as you yeah. keep them busy, you know, above the table and playing with cards, we'll be still good friends. You, you know, you put the cards down, you go underneath the table. 
you know, this ch- changes from a PG show. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, went from PG to the PG to PG 13. Not no bueno, my friend. So, yeah, how you gets doing? rated how you R feeling? when I drop those cards, huh? <laughs> you always love to drop those cards. God, you know, God forbid, you know me, you I get drop a, cards, drop cards. Yeah, God forbid you go to prison, you drop the soap. So, oh, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So Dan, thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. This is what the third, fourth, fifth time you've been oh, on God. the show. Yeah, it's been a number of times. I think this is the tannest I've been on the show so far, though. I know you. <laughs> like looking at must... myself, I'm like red. Yeah, see, you, you you must be doing some yard work or playing with the chickens in the background. You know. Oh yeah, I was playing motorcycle. Oh, with the motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, my motorcycle riding begins on, I believe, on Saturday and Sunday because it's supposed to be beautiful full weather up here in the Northeast. It's wait, wait. It starts Saturday well, from, and Sunday. Well, yeah. I've been I've been riding, but for this gonna week say, I'm going to be riding Saturday and Sunday because it's supposed to be beautiful weather over here. Oh, okay. I'm I'm look. I'm hoping that you uh, you're able to pull through to Command Con Philly. A Command and, uh, Con Philly. Or Command Fest Philly, and we can take that like hour and a half long. That'd be a good time. Yeah, it'd be cheaper. It's definitely cheaper with gas. Oh, bro, it'd be like five bucks. There you <laughs> go. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of the episode. We are going to discuss the top five things that we definitely enjoy when it comes to modern. Now, this was inspired by uh, an, uh, a young man who's an innovator uh, when it comes to magic, and that's Inspiring Spike. I don't I, Have you heard of Inspiring Spike? I have not, no. Okay. This is a young man who, uh, he, he is a, he's a brewer. He likes to make magic decks left and right, and he makes them extremely competitive. And let me just tell you, he, he creates new decks, and let me just tell you, sometimes they're, they're, they're format warping. So what's okay. neat is that he has an he has a YouTube stream, and you know I follow him on Twitter, and this is what he came up with. He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to share with the world my favorite things to do in modern, and this became a huge thing. Uh, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, named uh, Nikachu MTG, he did an episode on it, and you know I shared my thoughts on his show. So I wanted to you know do a little episode on this. So let's look what Aspiring Spike on Twitter said on his thing. It goes. At number one, survive an art like Phoenix into the graveyard with DRC. Or, or surveil, sorry. Surveil an arc line Phoenix into the yard with DRC. That That's pretty solid. What is it? Uh, what's DRC? DRC. Uh, it's Darcy. Uh, 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 Chandler. Uh, it's a one-mana creature. Oh, it, um, yeah. It almost has the lyrium. Everybody calls it Darcy. Oh, I can't believe I can't. Uh, Dragon Dragon Range Chandler. <laughs> oh, okay. Dragon I was Rain like, Shadow. I'm like looking at DRC, and I'm like, Deathrite Shaman, but that's not Deathrite Shaman. I'm like, what is that? I can't no. remember. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but it's like I knew. Like as soon as I saw Darcy, I know the card. I see the fit image. I know the card directly. Yeah. It's just, what is it called? What is it? What is it really card? Uh, yeah, it really just rolls called? off your tongue. It's like Bob. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bob was, and Tim and so yeah, on and so forth. Now yeah, the next Bob he, again? Uh, uh, I, uh, that's the uh, oh, it's the <laughs> black and one two two guy who uh, look at the top card of your uh, look at the top card. You lose life and you draw the card. Yeah. Let's see. I, Com- I know the Commander card. Staple. What is it? <laughs> I, I who knows? I should have. It's Bob. Well, let's, it's just Bob. Let's, let's, let's continue with Aspiring Spike, shall we? Yeah, so no Spike number two. He went madness, blazing, uh, blazing root walla on an opponent's turn from Ledge Shredder. Let me just tell you, that's mean. I've I see I don't know if you've seen Ledge Shredder, but yeah. wow, that's a sick card. And to you know, use madness on a blazing root walla. That, that yeah, is somewhat probably. delightful. That is definitely delightful. On an opponent's turn, I like that. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. you do on an opponent's turn, I, it's... Oh, that's mean. That's mean. Mm-hmm. Gotta love number, it. <laughs> number three is Cast Golos on turn four with Cabal Coffers and Urborg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's... that's, that's turn mean. four Golos. No, that's not mean. great. 
choose to draw versus eight rack. Why would you? Yeah, I find that hysterical because, you know, eight rack tends to want to, you know, play. And you're like, okay, not a problem. I'll let you play. But you know what? Fine. You you will mill me something or you will have me discord something. Oh, don't matter. I'll still draw a card. I'll still have seven. Have no fear, no worry on Hmm. my first turn. Hmm, hmm, hmm. pretty neat yeah and and then finally which i find hysterical in you as a merfolk player should yeah. enjoy number five cast archmage charm i got five of those and i'm looking forward to getting them back <laughs> <laughs> they're all getting well, signed right now i know that they're they're going to be in the mail in a couple days uh coming back to me and i'm really stoked about it that and my jeweled lotus okay now, for the, the way I, the reason why I guess he's saying this is because it's three blue mana, and yeah. it's, I guess mana tends up where it's difficult to cast. But if you're playing on the mono blue deck, who cares, right? Oh yeah. But no if doubt. you're not playing in a mono blue deck, that can be a little tough. Yeah, you're playing, uh, playing, playing Esper or Bant, and then getting all three blue for uh, an Archmage's Charm. I mean, that's a feat in itself. Oh, so some people could throw it in. Uh, you know, is it? You know, there's a yeah, lot of is it decks out there. Could, you know, anything's possible. Hey, oh. why not? I'm, I've All got right. a my Merfolk decks Demir. So, oh, hey, no. you do you, you do you. Yeah, go with the, go with go with your unique style, right? Yeah, actually, actually, I think it's I think technically it's Esper, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's we see the, about that later. <laughs> yeah. Now let's look at the next individual, and it's the, our friend of the show, Andre Segura, the Spirit Master. You can find him on Twitter at Spirit Squad and MTG. And at number one, he puts three to uh, well, three fairy where it's t- uh, to fairy yeah, time modeler. Bounce fairy. my own spell queller. That's not okay. bad. Bouncing yeah. his own spell queller back to his hand. Now you know spell queller. Can you? Uh, what does what does spell queller do for us again? And why would Spoke you want to bounce it? Okay, spell caller is an instant. Uh, well, not, excuse me, I, I really misspoke. It's a generic, a white and a blue creature, two three. So it has a nice little butt. It's a flyer. When it comes into play, exile a card that has been cast, and then if that if spell caller is re, you know uh, put into the graveyard, or re, I think removed from the battlefield. Uh, that card that was cast can be played. Ooh. Yeah. So with Teferi uh, uh, Time Raveler, the cool thing is that because the card, because you're bouncing the uh, spell queller, that allows them to play the spell, right? But the problem with that is Teferi doesn't allow you to play instants or, you know, doesn't allow you to play cards at instant speed. So mm. that card they get to play again doesn't happen it fizzles out and the best part is because the fairy's bouncing the card back to the hand they get to draw we get to draw a card yeah so it's like a nice wonderful two for one for ours yeah you know it's a a positive two for one so that's pretty neat so as a spirit player value out of your uh out of your extra spirit amen i just got done picking up uh uh two oh you got those nice spell colors right Oh yeah, I got the 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 uh, with the secret layer ones. Those and ones I, they uh, just came out, right? Yep, a little while just, ago. Yep, and then I picked up uh, Teferi Time Raveler, the uh, the etched, the uh, stained glass etched versions. Mm, nice. So those are pretty. Yeah, that's nice. I I, uh, I don't think. Oh wait, no, I think I do own a a through theory. I think that's in a. Uh, in my Galea deck right oh, now. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure I have that there. That's kind of like my middle of the road. Like I'm going to throw some nice cards in here, but like also I'm going to keep it held back a little bit because I don't want to dump crazy. I don't want to get crazy with that one. You know me, I'm, I'm more of a commander player. However, I do play myself some modern and I've got some, uh, some, some fun decks that I really, really quite enjoy. I hear um, you. But, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a little bit. And with my cards getting signed right now, I'm just like, I don't want to play it if it's not optimal. No, I hear you. <laughs> well, let's keep, on, let's keep let's on going, keep going, going. with Andre Segura's list. At number two, he pulled Fulminator Mage, Your Lands, Resolving Living End. Hmm. 
weird. Fun. Weird. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, it's like, do I really want to get rid of my land? Hey, sure. Why not? That's. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, number hmm. three, solitude. Uh, solitude. Your death shadow. Other one dies. Yeah. What does what does it mean? Other one dies. Um. I have no clue. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to think is that he's going to exile a death shadow. And basically, it's no longer dead. It's just gone. You know what hmm. I mean? Or maybe the fact that he's thinking he's evoking the solitude. So one, uh, one you know, ends up, you know, uh, exiled. The other one goes into the graveyard. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Number four, gut shot targeting Ragavan. Okay. So that would just Anything- kill Ragavan. Anything targeting Ragavan is definitely a chef's kiss for me. Right? Yeah, for sure. Next one is yeah, killing, yeah, Dry- killing Dryad in response to Valakot triggers. Uh, yes, yes, I agree with this one. I do yeah. not like Dryad Elysian Al- Groves. <laughs> I hate it's that card. card. I load that card. card. Uh, I, this is one that I, I would uh, wouldn't mind purchasing every single copy and throwing into a bonfire, except for one, so at least... I'd have the money making. Be the only one that can play it. Exactly, just one, not a playset, just one. Yeah. So well, that's now, as many as should exist. It should only be a commander card. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, no. Watsy and in their infinite wisdom decided not to do that. No, now, I mean it has it has a place. It just doesn't have a place in every deck, and uh, no. it's a problem to go against. Amen. Anyway. Now let's look at the next individual and who could that be? Oh, it's yours truly, me. Uh, you know, you can find me at MTG Ectoplasm on Twitter, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. But yeah. hey, there a little before I continue, it's the amazing Wally. How you doing, amazing? How you doing? I just put Valka back on the list. <laughs> yes, yes, I yeah, agree with you. Yeah. I agree with the amazing Wally. Yes, I I, I wanna. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Now on my list at number one, I put Spell Queller Supreme Verdict. Do you know why, Dan? Why? Why? Because Supreme Verdict cannot be ca- uh, countered. Oh, because then you can spell. You can. Uh, I can kind spell of flash Queller. In the spell Queller. I can spell Queller the uh, Supreme Verdict because the fact that it exiles a card, it doesn't say anything about countering it. Yeah. So basically, hmm. Supreme Verdict. Sorry, Spellcore is the only way to you know really deal with uh, Supreme Verdict uh, with creatures. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, big fan. Titan players don't Titan; they Valakut. Yeah, that's true. It's a, they, it is a Valakut deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it leads me to the next card: Aether Vial Skyclave Apparition. Hey, you yo. Know, I got to talk about Skyclave Apparition for a second, but... Okay. The only reason why I personally love Aether Viling a Skyclave Apparition is because the Skyclave automatically becomes a Flash creature. I can do it on my turn, an opponent's turn. It doesn't matter, and they don't know when it's coming. And then I get a key card that's going to bother them. So, for example, if we're going to be talking about Titan Shift or uh, Prime Time, right, in general... I want to definitely take out that uh, amulet, amulet of Vigor. That's like, boom, not a problem. Goodbye, Amulet of Vigor. Now all your cards that you thought you were going to play, oh, no, they're tapped. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Hmm. Now what were you going to say about Apparition? I Well, I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on a Skyclave Apparition, but um, at the SCG, or no, at, uh, at Command Fest Philly, uh, Donato Giancola is going to be at that event. So if you want to get your Skyclave apparition signed, you can go there and get them signed, which no, is, is why I the, need to go get one. Now, is it the original art or the uh, the new art? It's the original art, not the new one. Um, the promo that just came out recently. I, love I think that you picked you picked those ones up as well. No, um, I picked up yeah, the promo no, art quickly. Yeah, the the original art is the one that uh, he did. And I will need to get my get my hands on a Skyclave apparition before uh, I head down there, well, because I, it goes directly into my uh, into my fully signed commander deck. 
I might have a foil yeah. one for, for a trade. Just saying. Oh, is it is it full art? I'd be super into that. Uh, no, it's not full art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do have full art ones for trade. Ooh. I might I might consider that. I'll now, take number... I'll take a couple of them. I'm looking for them, so I'm 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 in the market. But you gotta you gotta get it in my hands soon, otherwise, uh, Greg's games over in Hamilton is going to get my money instead. Okay. Well, there you go. T- talking to a, a, a sponsor of the show at number Oops. three, I put shackle guys ability on a fatty. Now I don't know if you know, Shacklegeist, <laughs> but shackle guys is tapping two spirits and then you get a tap down a creature. For example, prime time, something we discussed before, especially with amulet vigor and dealing with um, dried of Elysian Grove. You know, yeah. if we can tap down prime time before he, you know, attacks. Oh, guess what? They do not get land. No, not for you. Not today. Good day, sir. So that's my number two, uh, number three, because it feels so good to just tap down these fatty creatures that just want to come in and smash you over the head. Oh yeah, and Shacklegeist uh, keeps it tapped. If I'm not, if no, I'm it, it just saying. keeps it. It just taps it for the end of the turn. That's oh, it. it's just until end of turn. Yeah, okay. it doesn't get. It doesn't give it that that uh, frozen or frost ability. You're gonna have to let me play your spirits deck someday, dude. I you you name me which version you want to borrow when I have. I want to I want to borrow a. uh, You know me. I like to shut the game down and force concessions rather than actually win. So, do you have a build that does that? I I do think I may have a build. Like, if you got a build that does that, I'd be super interested. I'm actually. It's not about playing magic. It's about stopping magic from being played. I'm actually building a Rakdos version of spirits. What? Yes. That's not a thing. Oh, it's not a thing, but I'm going to try to make it a thing. thing. (laughs) I'm trying to make a Rakdos version. Black red spirits. Yes. Why not? That's nuts. That's nuts. All right. I think, I think, I think while you're at it, I should do a, uh, uh, you know, Rakdos merfolk. Try it. Why not? Yeah. Is there such a thing as red merfolk? Yeah, I'm going to do mono blue goblins as well in next deck. Okay, good. There you go. <laughs> At number four, I went Moreland Haunt after a board wipe. I love doing this because the fact that, you know, my opponents tend to do board wipes exactly like okay. Okay. a Supreme Verdict. And if I don't have my uh, Spellcrawler handy, oh, on your end of your turn, oh, I have a little 1-1 one, one spirit that's going to whack you in the head. Yay me. It's super so, fun. Oh, I, I, it feels great. And then at number five, oh, this is the piece of resistance. Resistance? resistance? Yes, I think it is. In French, uh, it's using the flash ability from Rattle Chains. Oh, nothing beats that. When I get to, you know, oh, I use, you know, my Rattle Chains to protect my creature by you getting hexproof, and all my other wonderful spirits now have flash. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah, it's wonderful. pretty miserable. That's as good as uh, having a vial. Might as well. And the best part is doing it all, especially on my opponent's turn, and they yeah. can do nothing, my friend, nothing. And just see, like, it makes me want to lick their tears from their eyes and go, oh, yes, yes, these one. You just watch them deflate in the chair as they go, oh, this yes. is going to be a miserable game. No, nothing beats seeing opponents just shrivel up and go, oh, I'm wealthy. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> The five favorite things to do in modern. I have your list here. Please enlighten me. Enlighten us. So you put a sixth one in here as an honorable mention or a special. So share with us why your top five. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, So, you know, opening hand, you got a goblin motivator. It's just a, a, a one, one, if I'm not mistaken, that you can tap and give another goblin haste. So, you play that turn one. Doesn't seem all that threatening, but then turn two, you got no blockers on the opposite side because they're building a board state. You got a Warren instigator, investigator, no, Warren instigator, that uh, when it hits, you can put a goblin from your hand into play, but it's got double strike. So on your first hit, maybe you drop a goblin matron that allows you to search your deck for a goblin card and put it into your hand. And then you drop another goblin. Could be anything. Could be something that pumps. Could be something that uh, could be something that dumps more. Um, there's a lot of fun goblin cards out there. But putting having a board state with four goblins on turn two and then having that defensive line that your opponent's then going to have to deal with on turn three, including more hits from that Warren instigator, 
possibly dropping some other things like a pile driver mm. or um you know i got a ton of ton of really fun goblin cards in there but uh <laughs> you know it's it's it could be a really really fun really frustrating uh situation especially when you've got uh cards that limit your opponent from blocking which uh goblins has a couple of those which is really fun you know nice. you just keep doing the motivator keep drawing cards keep beating face and then you walk away second thing maybe when you play that goblin motivator and you land that hit you drop a goblin king next turn you drop a magus of the moon goblin oh. king turns uh makes it so that all of your goblins have mountain walk and obviously magus or blood moon are going to make oh. sure that every one of their non-basic lands are mountains so therefore all of your goblins are just swinging in beating face you're just dropping goblins for free it's a really satisfying incredibly frustrating situation you went old school um, on us i i did go super old school i love my goblins deck man um, next thing, move on to my, my zombies deck. Um, this one's built off of a deck that I used to play in standard, which was, uh, back in the original Avacyn block, um, around, you know, when Phyrexia was in, uh, in standard rotation. Right. Um, so, you know, you'd play... In this deck, you play Thoughtseize or anything that's going to get your opponent to either discard cards or um, or you look at their hand and make them get rid of something. Yeah, you're going to take two uh, two points of damage right off your first turn from your uh, Thoughtseize, but as soon as you do that, you're going to take another two life because you're going to surgical extract that out of their graveyard, hand, and library. So if you're looking at something like Amulet Titan or... Uh, any other deck that's going to require your opponent to have like one specific card in their hand or be built around the idea of uh, some important card, you're going to limit their ability to do that because you make them discard it and then you remove it entirely from their playability, um, which is a great feeling. Um, and they hate it. And I love it. Uh, let's see. I skipped to number four, but let's go back to number three. Dash mm -hmm. Hopes. <laughs> it's just a good card. It's a, it's two black for counter spell um, unless target player pays five life um, except it's black it's all black it's just a black counter spell hard counter um, so i love that part of it and uh you know if they've got low life to begin with it makes it even better because then they have to make a choice between like am i going to die from combat or am i going to die because you countered my spell and then i have to take five life and then you're going to kill me from combat um, do I lose my spell or do I die? Mm. What's the choice? Um, which kind of sucks for them. No, I, saw, um, I remember seeing that card when it first got printed in the plane shift or plane. Uh, oh God. What? Is, yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those where I thought it was, I thought it was in, um, uh, uh, what's the, what's the block that had inventions in it? No, definitely uh, not. It was definitely not the block no? of inventions. Definitely not. Oh, You're talking yeah. About, oh yeah, it is in uh, it is in like plane shift or something like that. It was plane shift because every because every color got shifted. White yeah, went to yeah. red. White green went to no green went to red. Black went to blue. It was just a whole a whole bunch of wackiness that it, that uh, evolved. I think black went to white. No, white went to black. It was just yeah. a whole bunch of crazy. Like, because what happens is I remember having a Crovax and then they had a white Crovax <laughs> after that. So it was just like, what the hell's going on here? But Weird. it was definitely ton, tons and tons of fun. So I remember playing Dash Hopes and it never worked for me. No. I'm, I'm happy it worked for you. I just I just think it's it's such a fun card. I mean, this is this is in a uh, a zombies deck that I'm running. Um I've got Butcher Ghoul, I've got Giraffe's Messenger. Um, it's got Viscera Sears, uh, you know, I'm playing Fatal Push and, uh, Muta Vaults and stuff like that. You know, I've got the, I've got the pumps for the zombies. Um, I'm playing Yogmoth, so it can, it's like a, it's kind of a mono black Yogmoth deck that can also beat face as a zombie deck. Um, not. This is not a competitive deck, obviously. This is something it, that you just play with the boys. This is this is one that I play with the boys and one that I hope to make more competitive. It's it's one that I should be running Aether Vial. I should be running, um, you know, some of the more expensive cards. I should be running more uh, more copies of Yogmoth. Um, it's kind of like a pet deck of mine that 
I missed playing from when I played standard and would just like very frequently win with it. And like to the point where I was like, I should stop playing this deck at this shop. <laughs> um, and so then, so then I, I started, you know, playing some other decks, but like, I don't know why I ever did that. Cause I like to win. Um, but anyway, I, I wanted that feeling back and uh, this deck kind of has that feeling modern legal and someday I'll take it to a shop after I, you know, upgraded a lot and dump my caverns of souls and stuff in there. Um, right. Anyway, on Let's to number five, on to Merfolk. Um, Nikachu, I'm sure can agree with me on this. Uh, whenever you dump a trickster with flash, whenever uh, a Tarmogoyf is declared as an attacker, um, cause they just go, Oh yeah, I'm going to come in with something big or like anything that would allow you to do a similar situation. Really. Um, the big thing is, Tarmogoyf loses its abilities, it becomes a 0-1, and then you block it with your flashed in 2-2, and they don't expect it, and it's great. My special condition, um, the, the deck that I'm playing um, right now, the, the Merfolk build that I've got is the uh, Pure Sight Marrow and Paradise Mantle combo. Pure Sight Marrow is a Merfolk no. that... What's up? No, go ahead. I, I know this combo. You know this combo. I love this combo. It's a it's a silly combo that just kind of fits with Merfolk. It's it's basically the Thassa's Oracle combo, except in a mono blue build. Um, Pure Sight Marrow, or actually, yeah, let's talk about Paradise Mantle. Paradise Mantle is a zero cost equipment. It equips for one and gives your creature the ability to tap for any color mana. Pure Sight Marrow pairs with that really well because for one of either blue or white, you can untap it and look at the top card of your library. You may choose to exile that card. So mm. basically it creates an engine where you can tap it and untap it and keep looking at the top card of your library, exiling it until you find the card that you want. It's great because then you can like, you can flash in the merfolk that draws you a card using a vial or um, another means, and then draw that card. Um, or if you've got, uh, you know, you, if you've got that equipped at the end of your turn or at the end of your opponent's turn, um, you can filter through your deck, find your Thassa's Oracle that you've got embedded, um, pull it to your hand. And then at the beginning of your turn or, you know, at any point you play it. And then in response to its ability, you exile your library and then let it resolve. So you win. So um, it's especially fun if you can get that off on the third turn, which I think I did one time against uh, our play group when we were playing. And it was just like, all right, like, all right, I guess same decks. Uh, what do we do? Because nobody had played anything. So that was super fun. There um, you know. Those are my satisfying events. I especially like the Goblin Motivator line. Um, but, you know, it's always fun when you can unexpectedly combo off in a deck that isn't really meant to play combos. I hear you. So there you, you know, go, ladies and gentlemen. These are the five favorite things that we do in modern and that we enjoy playing. Um, you know, this is something I enjoy having fun with. And uh, I know Dan had a particularly good time putting his list together. I did. You, you, know, you know, I want you to come out here, uh, share your love. If you're watching live on the show, do me a favor. Uh, hit that follow, like, subscribe button, first of all. But second of all, second of all, what is your top five? You know, Dan and I would definitely be interested in uh, hearing what you have to say. Yeah, I would love to. Now I'm always down to talk magic. You know that. There you go. As you said before, we're going to end up probably going to the SEG Commander Fest, Commander Con, yada, 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 yeah. in Philadelphia. Uh, the only thing right now, it's a little bit of the cha-ching right now. Um, for those who don't know, I'm going to have LASIK eye surgery which is going to cost me about four grand. So it's like, can I squeeze in a couple dollars here and there from begging the ravishing Renata? You know uh, what you need to do. Ravishing any answers that I, I, do I have permission to go? And uh, do you have the money for me to, do you have the budget money to go? We'll see. Wow. We'll see. There you go. I, you know, I get, I didn't get blocked, but uh, we'll see is the answer. You can always set up a Patreon so that your supporters can, Subscribe and like <laughs> and help fund your trips to the SCG events. Um, additionally, or, follow his OnlyFans. 
they can go to our MTG ectoplasm store and purchase some of our merch. Wow. You wow. could and you should. See, look at this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the humble guy who just says, hey, watch the show. Don't worry about anything. And these, this one and this one over here. Sharks. Like, sharks. All about that. Now, see, I'm humble. I'm just humble. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. the most humble. I'm, I'm more humble than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, no, you said, are, you good. So as we, as we were talking about the SEG uh, event coming up in Philadelphia, you know, brought to my friends at card Titan, you know, I'm big fans of those, those guys at top tech games uh, down in Haddonfield. Uh, I think, yeah, Haddonfield, New Jersey or Haddon from New Jersey. I I'm pretty it sure it is card Titan. That's actually doing the event. I don't think it is SCG. No, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I, you know, they're going to kick yeah. my ass next time I see it. I know Miles, the general manager. At oh, Top do you? Like, what, are you? what are you talking about, you jackass? You know, I'm good <laughs> friends with Miles. I love Miles uh, at Top Tech Games. I've um, never been they, there, dude. We should, we should go. Yeah, it's a. Uh, they're, they're, let me just tell you, that's an amazing spot. I love Top Deck Games. Uh, unfortunately, they do not have a place for people to play yet. It is coming. Wow. They're, 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 yes, thank you. Yeah, they're they're going time. to. They're going to expand. Right now, they're trying to buy a new shop so they can expand. So you know, they want to bring in games. They want to. They want to bring in players to play, but they have so much merchandise. They've expanded their shop that yeah. they're not doing live play right now. So they're doing this live event for Commander Fest. So it's good for them. But speaking of Commander Fest, yeah. You know, I know, we both know that Warhammer 40,000 is right around the corner. And they decided to make a commander deck, commander sets. So, Ravishing, why don't you bring it up for us? And what this is here is a bundle. It's an MTG bundle for uh, Warhammer 40,000. And in this bundle, you have the ruinous powers the necron dynasties the force of imperium and the triad storm now it's coming it's valued right now on on, on um, amazon is and, that a mono black jacket no it's not mono black we'll get into it in a second it's okay. $221.25 for the four of these now my thing is and this, this is just hear me out in uh Kaldheim, they released some commander decks, and they were $20 a pop. And then the, every year, you know, they always release new commander decks every year. And those are $40 a pop. Now, this is Warhammer 40,000. This is a new. This is for the universes beyond. And you have four of them for $221. They're basically going almost, what, $55 a piece MSRP? Uh, and once yeah. he has no MSRP? I mean... Are you they have to... no MSRP. We all they, know that. Yeah, they don't <laughs> allegedly know MSRP. Just like there's spoilers. Yeah. So here's my question. Are you going to invest $15 more on a product within our product in MTG? I'm not, I probably won't invest the extra money to buy those, <clears throat> um, but I will buy singles. I mean, obviously it depends on what's in the decks, obviously. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, here's the thing. Those are going to increase in value, but first they're going to drop in value. So buying them for 221 right now, I don't think that's the right move. Um, if you look at historically, what decks are running for. I, I, I was just looking at it the other day. You can buy um, one of the, or one or two of the more recent commander decks for like 30 bucks on Amazon right now. Um, yeah, it's not from your local game store, which is a bummer. Um, but at the same time, we're looking at an Amazon price and I'm sure that that's gonna drop at some point. So is it worth it to pre-order it right now for the MSRP or higher? No. Um, if you want singles from those decks, buy them whenever you want them because, you know, singles fluctuate depending on how useful they can be. Um, but I would recommend waiting on buying those, and that's probably what I'll do. I'll pick out the one or two that I think are going to have the most value long term or, um, you know, seem to have some decent cards in them that I think would be useful beyond 
just from those decks. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to keep them sealed and save them for like, I don't know, when my kid, when my kids graduate college, (laughs) somewhere around there, save it for like 15, 20 years when they, you know, after they've been all opened and then there's very few that are sealed. Mm. Um, You know, it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, I, I will buy singles when they are released and when, you know, they seem to be decent in a couple decks. Uh, that's that's kind of how I view them. I'm not really a huge 40K fan. Um, not that I really know anything about it. It's just that I haven't played it. So it's not something that I particularly care about. I think it's neat. I, I personally, I, I've seen the little figurines. I think they're pretty badass. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. I like the only thing I can... You know, and then this is going to be an insult to them, and I, I apologize. 100%, oh no, no insults. But it, but it, to me, it's like hero clicks. I don't know if you ever seen those. No but idea. It's it's that's how I look at this game. It's not, it has to be something comparable or something within that uh, spectrum, and that's my ignorance. Uh, but for two hundred twenty one dollars for four. Mm. yeah that's a lot of money that's pretty that's pretty steep yeah i I imagine that those are going to drop down to like 40 bucks after a little while and you'll Mm -hmm. be able to pick them up pretty cheap because the market's going to be saturated i don't know how many people are uh like how many magic players are like i'm sure there's a a pretty substantial overlap between magic players and 40k players i do also appreciate good 10 15 percent I'm certain that there are. And uh, just like, you know, a lot of the other crossovers that they've done, like, you know, they did uh, Transformers, which I think has like a pretty big following. Dungeons Um, and Dragons. Yeah, D&D. I I don't know how much that increased the sales of the cards, but I'm sure that it did uh, bring up um, a number of them. I know that my brother-in-law used to play Magic a long time ago. I was given a bunch of his cards when I was like rebuilding my collection and they've been incorporated into a lot of decks that I play now. In fact, this goblin deck has a number of them. Um, And I know that he mentioned that he was going to pick up uh, some of the cards or or some of the decks from Boulder's gate because he thought it would be a good time to, you know, kind of get back into it. That's what it was. It was the adventures in the forgotten realms. Um, Those decks, I believe were 30 bucks on Amazon. Um, So if you're looking to pick up some, some of the cards from those uh, they're pretty good. And might be a good time to pick them up and you know put them away in a closet for a little while. Uh, yeah. You know, Let me ask have... you a question. You know, yeah, within up? the last year, uh, we've had a lot more of these uh, collectors, collector packs, and collector boosters, yeah. Yeah. And, and collector boxes. Here's my thing: uh, you and I tend to be, you know, unless we want a particular t- thing, we tend to be very frugal. Is that that's fair to say, right? You have two kids. You, you, uh, yeah. you you're on a limited budget. I'm married, which automatically puts me on a limited budget. <laughs> um, but oh, don't give me that look. <laughs> dare give me that look, Renato. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let Dwight play magic. <laughs> uh, so with this being, you know, let let me get this right. How do you feel about the collectors, just in general, just? The collector's editions, um, the cards. I, I like that it makes the availability of singles and alternate artworks, um, more accessible. Um, I think the, the problem with the collector boosters is that they are a lot of money. Um, but what I've found is that the value is a lot of times there, um, at least like the face value, the, if you're looking at like the mid value of the card. Um, if you're looking to buy them and then like trade them into something else, you're not going to make money, um, because you're going to be selling it at like half of TCG low. Um, so you're never going to make your money out of buying those cards, uh, to resell for your, for the value. If you're trying to sell them as bulk, um, and if you're trying to resell them individually, you're going to end up spending uh, a lot of time and you have to consider that in your investment. the big thing that I think uh, is that when you buy singles, uh, they're more accessible and they're less expensive than they would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it gives the option, it, it makes the basic versions of the card less expensive than they would be. Um, like, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing out oh, of it. There you go. Um, I, I, see, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Now, the it only makes, reason- yeah. 
Now, the only reason why I bring this up is, Renata, if you can hit the next slide, is the fact that this. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you saw uh-huh. this, but this is a commander deck, and then they have collector edition. Now, allegedly, and and this and everybody's speculating that these cards are going to be all foiled. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, instead of going out there and buying, you know, a deck box, get yourself a Pringle can, because guess what? That's probably more than likely what's going to happen with this commander set. Yeah, I think you know what I I think that it does make um like this is going to allow the collectors that want to you know save it and hang on to it for the future um or just have a really fancy deck it's it's going to separate that and make it um you know the other ones like i said before they're going to drop in price um within a couple months and you'll be able to pick those up for cheaper i think the collector the collector edition ones are going to maintain their price because they're going to be a much more limited run and uh i think that watsi has a better handle on um, not flooding the market with their collector's edition items um, to keep the uh, the prices relatively high. I mean, if you look at basic uh, booster packs, you can usually pick them up um, after standard rotation or after a while um, at a discounted rate, whereas the... Um, collector's editions and the foil packs and you know whatever um i haven't really found a steep discount on those and they seem to bounce back pretty quickly like modern horizons packs right now set boost or set packs and uh collector boosters they're easily 25 percent more than they were when modern horizons was around but you can still buy the three pack of modern horizon um just regular packs like the three pack draft pack um, on Amazon for like 20 bucks, which is about what it sold for originally. Um, so uh, I, I like that it allows you to bling out your deck, which I'm a huge fan of, um, but also makes the game accessible for anybody who wants to play. Like you want to play modern, you can play any deck for like, you know, a couple hundred dollars um, if you're playing with the basic versions, non-foil and all that stuff, mm-hmm. or you can really go all out and then get the, alternate arts and the foil versions and you know basically every every bell and whistle and end up with a deck that's as much as your car so mm-hmm. um i think the variety in their strategy is is ultimately good for the game um i think that's kind of where it is for me well this this deck that we have in front of us is called the ruinous power it's a grixis deck and ravishing you know the, the card is there and it made it you know we had a difficulty trying to figure it out real quick but why don't you read everybody what this card is and what it does oh i'm sorry i took off your microphone there you go it's a madden the despoiler legendary creature trample mark of chaos ascendant during your turn Spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have cascade where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. Wow. That that's pretty solid. For a five-five creature, it's a Mercedes Warrior, and its mana cost is two generic, a blue, a black, and a red. For uh Grixis, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't beat a five-five for five that has an ability like that. That's for sure. It's uh, fair and balanced, as they say. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Fox News. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you know this this you know I, I saw this commander. It had me interested. I was like, okay, this this is pretty interesting. Yeah, um, this is something I would uh, consider playing. Now let's look at the next one, Ravishing, if you don't mind. This one is not, uh, this is called the Forces of the Imperium. It's a uh, Esper deck. Yeah. All we know is we have some type of steampunk young lady with a sword in her hand and potentially a shotgun. Well, it looks like a, uh, it it kind of looks like a crossbow Gatling gun. Or not a Gatling gun, uh Thompson submachine gun. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, it's super fun. Um with some sort of pirate sword. 
looking thing. And she looks like a pilgrim. Yeah, weird. So weird. It kind of looks a like punk pilgrim with a Gatling, uh, a Thompson, uh, Thompson submachine, uh, crossbow. crossbow. <laughs> yeah, weird. It's definitely I, cool, yeah. though. But, the thing you know, is. If you know 40K, you probably recognize this character, but I don't know 40K, so I can't say anything about it. I can say that I'll probably end up buying that deck because Esper is the colors that I like to play. It's either that yeah, or Bant. That's pretty much it. It's, and then it's, if you look in the bottom corner, bus. if you look in the corner, it says two foils. Where? Underneath the two. On the blue, the, the blue one, the regular commander deck, not the collector's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty standard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like the contents of those twenty dollars decks. Yeah. Um, but the, realistically, the, they're going to be more. Yeah, they're going to be more. Now let's look but at the next. You could probably one. pick it up for like thirty bucks in a couple months. So. Maybe. Let's look I at hope. the next one. Yeah. And the next one is Teamer. Teamer. This is yeah. a Triad Storm. Now I don't know what that thing is, but it doesn't. It's scary. It, it's Tranid. Tranid. Tyranid. No, Tyranid. Tyranid Storm. Swarm. Swarm. Tyranid Swarm. We are good at reading. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, English is, is not, is not, you know, English is my secondary language, even though English is my first language. Well, secondary language, but I was born here, which is kind of weird. It's Love like being, is my other language. It's like, trust me, I'm my mom's only child, but I'm not her favorite. Oh <laughs> no! Seriously, I'm not her I'm, favorite. I'm I'm her favorite. No, actually, my wife is her favorite. You know, I believe it. Figure. Your wife's my favorite. I, I bet it is. <laughs> now this, I don't know what is up with this character, this individual, this thing, but it's creepy. Uh, now my thing is the way it looks. I'm surprised it's not in black. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of goes along with the theme. It like I feel like Teamer is like a chaos color, uh, color combination, um, where like Naya is a uh, is like straight up nature. Um, Teamer is like chaos nature, and this kind of goes along with that. Okay. Um, I could I could see it in black for sure, um, but also I don't I don't think it's off theme for uh, for Teamer. Okay, now let's look at the next one, shall we? And yeah. the next one is Yeah, it's the one that was saying Necron, Mono Black. The uh, Necron Dynasties. Mono Black. I feel like this is going to be an artifact deck. More than anything else. Yeah, I, I can yeah, see I mean, that. I'd probably buy that. I'd imagine that this one's going to have some uh, some cool things. Definitely a new Solemn Simulacrum. Oh. No, no, I don't think no, so. Okay, yeah, I was like, do you yeah, know something that we don't know? No, no, I, I know nothing, but I mean... I could, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna have. My guess is that it's an artifact theme. Um, black likes artifacts, and it's mono black, and it's got a dude that looks like artifacts. So it looks like a like an artifact sam- samurai. Yeah, something along those lines. So I think I think that we're gonna get some fun things out of that deck. Um, that would probably be one that I'd I'd buy as well. Um, I mean, I'd like to own them all, um, but. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be right now on Amazon for two twenty one twenty five. Yeah, way too much. Um, I'm going to buy twenty five, but it's awkward. But it is what it is. I'm going to buy singles, and then I'm going to follow the uh, the the price trends on the cards in the decks, and then I'm going to decide which one of these is uh, providing a format warping card that I should buy this deck, and then keep it sealed for a while. Now, as you see, they do come in, all of them do come in regular and the Commander uh, Collector's Edition. Yeah. You want to double your money in like a couple years, you buy the regular. You want to quadruple your money, you buy the Collector's Edition. Well, well, I'm not going to sit there and say that because I don't want people going, hey, I heard that on MTG Ectoplasm and Dwight, you owe me money. No, no. That's that's New Day. New Day owes you money. money. I I would (laughs) owe you money. But none of my statements are binding and <laughs> I am not legally responsible for your money. You are. So you do what you wish with it. I just, I'm just saying, this is what I would do. Holy. My yes. God. 
This is this is what I wanted to show you. Now remember, yeah. the original ones were two twenty one twenty five. Yeah, now, ladies lot. and gentlemen, if you want to get your hands on the collectors, the bundle of uh, these decks in collectors, five hundred and forty eight dollars and. 33 cents now i don't know where these people are getting these cents from 25 cents now 33 cents uh yeah but a, holy geez yeah that's too much man i mean too much yeah i mean, I mean don't get me wrong i i, I can i'm not gonna call myself a whale okay and i'm far from a whale but i am a person who doesn't mind spending money on a deck or money on cards to make you know, pimp out my deck. I, I have no problem with, I, I think they called it uh, foil foil flexing. Bro, I, I'm a foil I'm flexer. Down. You I'm know me. I'm a Schwarzenegger of, floy, of, fo of foils. All right. I, you know, I'm down I with have, the flex. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Give me, you know, I'll, my whole deck is flexed out. In, in modern, not in Pioneer because I'm trying to stay cheap. Very cute. Very honest. Yeah. Now, what's pretty very, funny? Very honest. Yo, I got this one the other day. Mm. Okay, you missed the four flexing right now. An autograph and signed. It's an it's an artist proof. Wow. Yeah, super nice. So right now, if you wanted to purchase these collector edition commander decks individually, by what these people are saying, it's going to run you one hundred and thirty-seven dollars and eight cents. A hundred and thirty-seven dollars and eight cents. Now, mind yeah. you, this is what I'm gonna say, Dan. You know, I know we both know, we all know, even the young lady next to me uh knows this is a hundred card deck. Generally speaking, it's a with the exception of the lands, with the exception of the basic lands, these cards are usually a little bit more than a dollar. And how many basic lands are we're, we're running around? A uh, thirty-seven basic lands. So you're telling me about forty? Uh, sorry, sixty-three, sixty-three total cards in there are worth a hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Uh, I mean, if they've got special art treatment and foil, and foil, I could see it. I think the thing is they're worth more sealed than they are played. Um, well, which so, one, which I mean, one are you going to hedge your bet against? You know, which one are you going to, are you going to, are you going to be one of these people that go, you know what? I want to see what all the deck list is. And I'm going to go after the, the, what the one I think is the most badass. I'm going to buy the collector's edition, hold the collector's edition version, uh, you know, any temperature control, moisture, <laughs> uh you know non-moisture area so that in my moisture. basement in an old cabinet next to a sump pump <laughs> there you <laughs> go yeah where your regular collection is yeah uh, so are you going to be one of those people and go hmm, 137 dollars this thing's gonna potentially I mean, yeah i don't know i don't know i, I... If I was into Warhammer, I'd probably buy all of them because that's an expensive hobby, just like Magic is. Don't be um, cheap. I'm, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. Don't be cheap. Come on, you can afford five five forty eight. Then again, I did buy two of the My Little Ponies. Yeah. Well, you are a school teacher, and, and you got your, you know, your, your New Jersey pension coming up. You know, you can afford five hundred five hundred forty eight dollars and thirty three cents. New Jersey pension. Um, I, you, could buy, you could afford two of them, one for you, one for me. Here's the thing. Um, could I buy it? Maybe. Do I want to buy it? No. Um, I wouldn't mind playing them. I'm going to buy the singles because buying singles never lets you down yeah. unless you do like I do and you buy pre-order singles and then they end up being... Um, they end up not being the price that you anticipated that they would be. Like when I bought Sphinx of Foresight um, pre-ordered for five bucks. Why? Why? Because it's a good card. Why? It's Bro, it lets you scry three uh, as a pregame effect. It's, a, it's got a good, it's got a good ability. 
I'm you a fan. A, you do a poor job of choosing cards. I just, you know what? I looked at it and I was like, that's got a place somewhere. I don't know where, but it's going to have a place somewhere. And when that card uh, comes out or when, when something happens to that, uh, it's it's going to do a thing and it's going to be fun. Um, it's right, It's going to do a thing. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. Right now. So right now, right now, I've got it in a, uh, I've got it. I've got four copies in a deck that's running uh, um, Sanctum Weaver. And the idea of the deck is to play, uh, play four of those, play a number of the, uh, the ley lines that enter um, at, during the pregame so that when Sanctum, we- Sanctum Weaver enters, um, there's already a ton of enchantments on the battlefield. Um, so as long as Sanctum Weaver sticks around, I can tap it for like a ton of mana right away. Um, and ideally you combo off with, uh, um, freed from the real on like your third turn. Okay. I mean, that's, that's where I, that's where I use it. It's basically just like, can I keep a one land hand, um, by looking at, uh, the top of my deck and basically having like a 10 land or a 10 card hand um, and being able to figure out what card I need off the top three, you know, Um, there's a place for it. It hasn't found it yet. It's not worth anything. I lost money on it and uh, it's bummer, but it's still a fun card. I like it. I'm not, I'm not not besmirching your funness. Yeah. What I need to do is I need to bring the cost per card down by buying like a hundred of them so that, At like yeah. thirty cents a piece, um, so that I end up spending like thirty-two cents a piece. Yeah, I forget there was a particular card that I bought like a whole bunch. It's like mind, I forget what it was called. Some weird Gaia's Cradle. No, it's a. Uh, I forget it was some weird brain that flies for. It's a white. It's a generic blue and red. It's it's a sick card. What I thought was a sick card, I bought like a whole bunch of foils in it, and it just did nothing. So it's like great. Yeah, but you know what? It's one of those things where, like, like ten years down the line, they're going to release a card, maybe in this Warhammer set, that's going to make that thing like bounce up because you bought a one-one flyer for uh, a million dollars. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you tell us what you think. So, you know, shoot up, you know, text us at, uh, sorry, text us, reach out to me at MTG ectoplasm at Twitter. Let me know what you think. You know, are we, you know, uh, you know, obviously we're full of crap right now, but, uh, yeah. you know, you know, no bullshit. I'm going to just straight up, you know, to be honest here, you know, are you going to buy this commander, the commanders, the, the collector's edition? Uh, yes. I honestly, yes. unless there's one that's tr- truly badass and I have to grovel my wife, um, it's a sell for me. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna purchase uh, this thing, you know. I, I'm, I don't see the necess- necessity, so it's a sell. I'm not gonna purchase, but uh, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, that's it. You can uh, you can find me on Instagram, Fires in Atlantis. Uh, follow my bad art that I update infrequently and also don't check. So if you send me a message, I'll someday get back to you. You can find me also at the Command Fest Philly, probably on Saturday. I'll be uh, playing my fully signed Heliod deck. Um, really excited about that. And probably Zaxara and Galea. And maybe Arabo and Kahira. Um, oh. All of those are words that mean things. Yeah. I'll probably, if I do go, I'll probably just bring my Melison deck and maybe maybe Edgar Markov, just because Ooh, that fun. one that one that deck is completely blinged out. But yeah, I wanna I, I need to improve my Melison deck. You know, you should you should bring Galea, and um, we can play two headed giant, and you can and I'll play Zaxara. And you can shut my deck down yes, as my that, teammate. That would be fun. Like yeah. two-headed giants smacking each other around. Yeah, two-headed giant team. where we play against each other as a team. There you go. That, yeah, that'd be I, fun. Yeah, that'd be great times. Yeah. 
things that so have happened before. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a unique episode of MTG Ectoplasm IRL. So do me a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button, and remember, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. We're out of here.